Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. It's the Mission Podcast. Hey, what's up and welcome to The Mitchin, a weekly food podcast coming out of Sydney in the great outdoors this week. My name is Andrew Levins. My co-hosts are Pinbone's Mike Eggett and Acme's Mitchell Orr. I've been demoted. To what? Demoted. Acme. The, the third co-host. <laughs> he never used to call you a host. <laughs> share, Mitch. Mitch is never good at sharing. Oh, she's warming Still up. not. Just like you're not good at paying. <laughs> <laughs> paying compliments. <laughs> um, we've got three guests with us. Actually, we could have more. Could be, it could be an extra big bonus Plethora. episode. Uh, we have all the way from the states of America, United. Even uh, we've got our, our, our good old mate who used to. We're actually. I should tell you, we're recording this in Harmony Park in Surrey Hills, in the great outdoors. Uh, so if you hear background noise, it's the serenity of nature. Um, but Harmony Park is just around the corner from Longrain, and that is where, if you lived in Sydney in the last few years, you would have uh, eaten food cooked by the man sitting with us today, Louis Tikaram. Standing. Standing. Uh, and uh, you've been in LA for the last, is it a full year? 18 months. Year and a half. Year and a half. But, uh, and uh, working at a restaurant and bar called EP and LP in Los Angeles. Head chef, making waves. Welcome to the Mitchin. <laughs> Thank you. Recently named one of the uh, 10 young chefs to watch around the world by Condé Nast Traveller. What is Condé Nast? It's doesn't, like a, really it's like a voyeur magazine. People just need to watch you. It's like oh. they don't do any food thing. It's just just watch this guy. Just well, follow him around. You can't watch him Have today, but him you can beautiful. listen to him on this podcast. We're also got uh, Jordan Toft from the Coogee Pavilion, uh, head chef there. And he came from LA before that. Yeah, that's right. You've been working on that. Louis, I want my life back. <laughs> <laughs> Non-refundable. A <laughs> um, little bit of background on Jordan. He, he was uh, featured on our Root, Life from Rootstock episode, but we had to cut him out because <laughs> m- maybe one of us was slanderous on someone that we shouldn't have been. <laughs> well, I, I think it should still air. I'm, I'm We've also got the one of the other thirds of Pinbone, Gemma Whiteman. Hello. With us today, uh, Pinbone, of course, being the restaurant that uh, Mike Eggett, our second host, <laughs> cooks at, uh, and it has has done with uh, with Gemma since since the uh, formation of the Pinbone pop up started, um, and of course, as if you listened to our episode last week, you'll know that Ten Williams Street is the next place that Pinbone will be taking over, and starting to tomorrow on Tuesday, yeah, yeah. So three days um, before this airs, <laughs> and uh, if you pay attention to the Sydney food store. Sorry, the Sydney food scene at all, you will definitely be very well aware of uh, a very stupid thing that happened on Saturday night 
Mike Eggett, please take us through it as emotionally as possible. <laughs> uh, you got three minutes. Okay, well, I was actually in Bali, but I'll just tell you what I know, and then I'll tell you why it's <laughs> fucking stupid. So the police or licensing came in, and in their statement that they released today, they said that they were called to assist a girl in the gutter who was drunk and needed to be put into a cab. Um, this person wasn't anywhere near Tim Williams. She was up the road across the road from a pub. Anyway, that's what they reckon drew their attention to us, who are such a cagey crowd of people. Anyway, when they came inside <clears throat> to do whatever licensing does... They, was it even licensing, please? Apparently. Well, they're saying it is, so we'll go with them, right? It's part of their licensing sting. They reckon they went everywhere. So anyway, they said that they didn't see any menus on the table and that a large chalkboard of wines by the glass led to them asserting that the place was operating as a bar and not a restaurant. So basically their entire claim was that we need to take down the chalkboard because it's encouraging people to drink and they called us and uh, what was the what was the words they used? Uh, encouraging antisocial so behavior. That's right. Behavior. So I was led to believe in the last 20 years of hospitality that serving small amounts of alcohol i.e. encouraging people to drink by the glass is the whole point as opposed to selling bottles so you're fucking idiots for calling us calling us out on having a by the glass list as for not having menus on the table unless you're Pizza Hut or McDonald's no restaurant has menus on the table all, all the time times, Pizza yeah. Hut's a restaurant yeah. right? meanwhile it's settle down Jordan we don't have to delete you from this <laughs> <laughs> it's 11 o'clock at night my, and you get fined for having people in your establishment after trading hours so we shut at 12 so the kitchen is well within their rights to pack up and stop serving food they didn't assert or detect that we weren't like we were taking new customers or any of that sort of shit they just said that because there was no menus out it was it was a wine bar and so the license was you know in breach because we were trading as a wine bar not a restaurant I don't know if they have ever worked the, in restaurants the, or police sta- the police statement says that they advised the owners that maybe a small bar license would be more applicable to them which, if you know anything about getting a license in Sydney, is fucking impossible as well. That's it. And I'd just like to say that a kitchen that has an extensive amount of food on it, like, I'm not sure if they're going to quantify what makes a menu for a restaurant, but that restaurant, that menu, and that kitchen had been running for the last 11 hours. It's after 11 o'clock, and you get fined for having people in your premise after 12. Like, how do they want this magical world to work, that we just stop serving food at 5 to 11 and get everyone to leave? Yeah, everyone should be in bed getting ready for church the next morning. So, it sounds to me more like they're going to try to extend the lockout laws and so they're looking for breaches outside of the current zone so they can make a case for extending the lockout zone or perhaps it's the fact that every time you get a breach these days it doubles your license every year so if you pay $500 and you get a breach the next year you pay 1000 if you get another one it goes to 2000 3000 if you consider all the revenue that they've lost through all these other places closing nobody gambling after midnight nobody drinking or eating after midnight sounds like they're going to have pretty shallow pockets so there's a pretty easy way for them to make more is to come up with bullshit claims so yeah man I, I, honestly like it, it does sound like a, a conspiracy theory but it, 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 it makes sense but it's really see-through at the same time yeah and really obvious if you know the sort of back end of it and how it works it's actually really transparent it's like so contradicting to come in and penalize people because they have a wine list by the glass like they encourage you to do small serves of alcohol and then they come and hassle you for it you know what i mean like it makes no sense it's just re- like it's just bizarre and their statement today because they caught backlash is the most like useless piece of fluff i've ever read 
Like, they clearly copped a pounding because Mike Beard got tagged on everybody's Instagram because he's a Muppet and it's all because of him. And so he obviously had something to do with the commissioner of police and they put out this statement saying how it was justified. It was retarded. Wasn't it in their original statement that they said that our chalkboards were too close to the door? Yes. Oh, yeah, you that encourages you. Yeah, you could see outside. this. So, yeah. so that means people are going to get drunk automatically. Yeah. We were encouraging. Yep. And there's a, binge like a thing up on the balcony which says free wine, but it's a sentence. And it basically says like free wine of sulfur, like no sulfur in wine, but they can only read like two words. But if you pick through everybody's menu, you could probably find like free wine you know, everywhere. Free wine everywhere. <laughs> they say you put free Wi Fi up the top and then wine list underneath, and if they read it the wrong way, it's going to say free wine. So restaurants are definitely in the business of giving free wine away because we don't really want to make money or anything. So, so in the upcoming weeks, we're going to do a, a, a bigger episode that focuses a lot more on the lockouts and the new license war laws in Sydney. How they're affecting people like us. Not today, though, because I don't today. care. <laughs> I do a little bit, but. Well, Not yeah, much. let's talk about international waters. Because, Yay! Uh, Louis in LA at the moment, EPLP. Uh, Jordan in LA recently, which is he was back. And uh, <laughs> <laughs> the most recently, that's getting is that getting cut out again? Or? <laughs> uh, Gemma and Mikey from Pinbone, you guys were at Bali in Bali. Uh, just, at Bali, just Indonesia the, over the last weekend. Indonesia, they're not like being called Bali. Really? Lombok doesn't like Bali. Oh, right. Sorry. I thought you were in Bali. You've pretty much said Bali the entire time. Yeah, because I didn't know. Until <laughs> yeah. I, I didn't realize that was well, We offended a lot of people. <laughs> the people in Longbok don't like the people in Bali. They call themselves he Indonesians. Got caned, well, he got yeah. caned a few uh, times in Longbok, so he's like, correct me. Uh, yeah. Hindu or Muslim? Muslim. Oh, okay. Yeah. Oh, wow. So that's really yeah. quite so a distinct difference. Yeah. yeah. Apparently, okay. you don't call them Balinese. It's yeah. not a, even though you come from Bali to get there, yeah, yeah. they're part of Indonesia, no, no, and yeah. they don't like the Balinese. Okay, fair yeah. enough. So you got, you big, guys, big guys. statement from Mike Eggett. No, it's yeah. not my okay. statement. I was corrected, so I'm Admit correcting it. and I'm he admitting. admits it. Yep. All right. Uh, Jam, what did you guys do while you guys were in Indonesia? Uh, we laid on the beach and drank cocktails. <laughs> Um, Thanks, Jim. That was great. <laughs> I think this is why I haven't done one of these before. Um, we were invited over there by Kunchi Villas, uh, which is an amazing resort down on the coast um, in Lombok, to promote a series they're doing called Chefs in the Wild, uh, which is basically they just kind of let us run loose for a little bit. We do a dinner and a demonstration. Um, so we cooked a dinner for 40 people. And did were they a demo locals on the beach. or expats or M- mostly guests really, and a few of the resort. yeah, uh, and a few um, invited expats like the guys that run the Lombok Guide and right. have some local restaurants and stuff like that. So it was pretty cool. What did you cook? Pumpkin tarts and watermelon juice. <laughs> Frailer. <laughs> um, <laughs> Bad guess. We cooked mantis shrimp actually, which is Whoa. really freaking cool. Uh, I really wish we got to eat one. What's a mantis shrimp? Yeah, it looked like you got some pretty cool produce. The produce was really, really cool. Um, we I'll never know. Yeah. <laughs> Help, Google. Mike. Um, Google.com. It's a hot dog. It's a hot dog, Lemon. <laughs> uh, we basically just cooked yeah, a whole lot of seafood because it was really fresh from the local little seafood provador and stuff, a really cool Italian dude called Bruno. Um, and he was all sustainable and ran everything really nicely, which is not what I was really expecting. expecting yeah. He has like a network of small fishermen who go on small boats, so it's very restricted by the weather. But when you get the seafood, it's all hand dived or hand oh, wow. fished, so it's, you can rely on it. It's really good. They're amazing. They were saying they, the mantis shrimp they catch by hand, 
um, and they just kind of dangle a line outside their hole and they like jump out and, and latch on. So man- mantis shrimp for, for Lev's our everyman. Sorry, Look like as, sh- as if anyone here knows little mantis <laughs> shrimp. <laughs> Everybody uh, yeah, that listens yeah. will probably be following Pinbone on Instagram and they actually Instagrammed it with an explanation of what it was. <laughs> So it's a shrimp. It's quite a large shrimp. And it has these amazing pincers at the That's front. That's at in- pinburn. <laughs> <laughs> amazing pincers. So instead of claws, they have it's like a spike. But it recoils on itself. And when it shoots out, it extends out, say, I think it's like one inch long, the pincer. But it goes out like five inches on its arm. And it goes out at a speed equivalent to a bullet, right? And if you kept them, say, in a glass tank, they would punch through the glass. Oh, like they're full on. So when you catch them can't hold them because they get you like they fuck you up like they hit you with the thing <laughs> right yeah so they no they've got to put them in a bottle so they had all these um oh, like um mount like franklin bottles. bottles they cut the oh, tops off and put them in because that's the only way to handle them keep them alive yeah. so if you put them in anything else they just punch through it they're full on they're really so sick. how can they punch how can't they punch through a mount franklin water because yeah, they're restricted yeah, they don't have the ah, room to like extend right right, right. They, like, if you keep their elbows a locked in bigger container yeah. they would have they room, room to throw the punch and then you know, right, 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 so right, Sydney right, would like put a lockout law on all the Manchester Street. <laughs> Definitely, <laughs> Anti- not the most antisocial crustacean. Coming next to the window. <laughs> anyway, so we did them. <laughs> um, and what did you do in like your? You say you, you did the dinner and you did a like a teaching class. Jem did a demo. A demo. What did you demonstrate? <laughs> Mikey wasn't allowed to do anything. I did it. Mike made me talk the whole time, so <laughs> I was really stressed. Um, what did we do? We did a version of the mantis shrimp dish we did for our dinner. So we did it with local sustainable prawns uh, with a black garlic dressing and some stinky beans. And then we did a clam dish. They've got some clams over there similar to our strawberry clams we get here. So um, clams with crocodile fat and... <laughs> yeah, that's it. <laughs> yeah. And then always came in fat. It's <laughs> like native, so we did came in fat. No, I, we, we just did our version of their kind of ingredients, basically. Was, it was a great place just to literally rock up, get some seafood, and then come up with a dish because everything was super fresh. So you didn't do much to it. You know, these guys dived down off a small boat and collected us lobster. And they came to the restaurant. Like, they literally went out half an hour in a boat, came back half an hour. So the lobster was out of the water for half an hour. And then I think like an hour and a half later, we were serving them raw on the plate at, at night. But we didn't do anything to them. We just served them on long pepper leaves. You know, raw. So instead of beetle leaf, we were able... The, the villa was full of long pepper, and the leaves got this really nice, subtle, peppery flavour. I'd never come across them before. Louis probably used long them Long pepper? Yeah, long pepper long leaves. Long pepper leaves. leaves yeah. They're so good. We use long pepper much? They use it yeah. like heaps, but I've yeah. never seen the leaf. Anyway, that was our that was our time in Indonesia. Yeah, basically. How many Mani Pedis did you get? I got one. Oh my God, we made Mike get one. <laughs> Is that your first Mani Pedi? It was my... Uh, I've still never it's had a Mani Pedi. Sh- yeah, sh- you were there on... Oh, Hongi's wedding. Yeah. When it was like everyone was getting mani pedis. It was, I was like, I got there just from like my two years away, like bare grills, just been surfing for a week. And then there's Zumbo, um, Morgie, Dan. And then, oh, we're going to get in mani. And I was like, what did I miss? What, what, where, where have I been? What have I come back to? What's happened? No, I was all Sorry, bro. Yeah, yeah. My, my, my bad. Yeah, my bad. Was, Damn, you Mitchell. I was shocked. I'm like, I'm on Changu going to go back for another surf. See ya. <laughs> <laughs> Ciao. That's yeah. a good segue. Louis, you and me met at Dan Hong's wedding. Oh, uh, yeah, that was fun. And uh, we hated each other for the first six hours we knew each other. Yeah, you were annoying me. <laughs> Splashing water. I was, this is what I, I came from surfing and then. All these guys are having fun, already acquainted, in the pool, splashing around. 
and I hated you. <laughs> Fair enough. You didn't you didn't like not being the funny guy in the group. Yeah, I'm the funny guy. <laughs> Half our listeners just related to you more than any other guest. <laughs> um, I don't but, see the competition. <laughs> so since then, man, you've uh, you've you've been you've come because when, when I first met you, you'd been out of Sydney for a long while. Yeah, yeah, I did a big trip. Yeah, and you came back to Sydney, got the job of head chef at Long Grain, and you yeah. had that for two years. I was there for yeah a bit over two years. So I was actually an apprentice there, and then I went on that trip and things like that, and worked around the city, and yeah, came back as head chef, which was uh, pretty cool. But and since then, fill us in. Um, I uh, I got approached by uh, a group in um, in LA. Um, they'd been to Long Grain and they saw they they realised there was quite a niche in the market in um, in Southern California for this this type of food the southeast asian vibrant fresh very social very interactive uh style of eating with a with a rooftop bar there aren't many rooftops because um you're right on the uh, earthquake fault so everything's built out of wood um structures so unless you get a building very in its early stages to put that infrastructure in to hold the capacity for a rooftop you can't really do it so it was a brand new building. They were building a rooftop, and they thought that my food would just uh, just really click over there. So um, it was like a really, really quick transition. And before you knew it, I was I was over in uh, in LA, and I've opened up uh, EP and LP in West Hollywood, uh, kind of cooking my jam of food, stuff that I've grown up with in Fiji, um, training obviously under Marty Boats at Long Grain, and just everything I um, really like to eat from Chinese, Vietnamese, Thai. Um, yeah, so it's going really well. It's been great reception to the food and the cuisine. It took a little bit for people to understand, but once they kind of dig in there with their hands and mix it all up and have a beer, it's uh, yeah, it's been awesome. How's the LA clientele different to Sydney? Um, very different. It's, uh, there's, it's a very vast range of different style of people so monday tuesday wednesday thursday you know we get really a lot of foodies in the um the check average is really high because people just want to come eat order good wine order a lot of food uh but then like any any city then the the weekends kind of roll around and your your clientele changes a little bit but it's quite similar i thought i was thought it was going to be a really um you know for a big shock but you know, once I got there, it actually, I was telling uh, Danielle that um, I didn't even realize when we went there, but my food is so suited to, to the people in L.A. And being the climate and all that. Climate, being gluten-free, dairy-free, <laughs> tons of vegetarian options because that's the way I like to eat. And in turn, all my vegetarian options are vegan. So without even knowing it, I started meeting. I actually did a little talk with uh, a woman the other day and, she does all gluten-free and dairy-free menu, and at the end of um, at the end of the talk, I actually dropped. The, yeah, all my menus gluten-free and dairy-free as well, and they were like, "Oh, really?" And <laughs> she had just done this whole talk on how her, you know, she's developed this, and and she was like, "Really?" And I was like, "Yeah," because I import all my uh, oyster sauce and fish sauce and soy sauce from thailand i use mega chef so um you know it's all the oyster sauce are just teak smoked oysters that's it soy sauce is just fermented yellow beans um yeah and so it fits really well with the climate and 
I don't really boast that, or but when people come, they, then they understand, and it's just you know, and then we kind of gain traction little by little with uh, with the locals, which is cool. Yeah, that's good. Jordan, how how have you found it going the opposite way around the world? Is being coming back to Sydney is a clientele worse than you remember or better than you remember? Or? Oh, look, I in in just hearing what as much Louis, as you can tell from Kuji, that is. Yeah, exactly. In in listening to what Louis just said, it's not dissimilar. Um, same thing. Monday through Thursday, we've got people actually coming in and doing the restaurant vibe, and and then Friday, Saturday, Sunday, you kind of get gets a little bit crazy and you know people are there to smash something and drink something and you know go on that so i i think i think la and sydney are not that dissimilar in in the customer base um and i would say that sydney as sydney does is a little bit of a follower in a lot more people asking about you know gluten-free vegetarian and vegan um how many of those are legit uh, gluten-free. Um, Ask Mikey. Mikey thinks they all are. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the gluten-free thing's a, an interesting conversation to be had. Lou, what have you found uh, with the produce? Like, we're spoiled for choice in Australia for Asian, Asian greens. How have you gone over there in LA? Um, another, you know, it's very, another kind of surprising, you know, fact that I found when I got there is there is a lot of ingredients grown there. There is a big Thai community. There is a big Vietnamese community. And everything grows really, really, really well there. So it was another thing I found when I got there, and it's almost, I'm not promoting it, but it's, um, it's kind of a really fun fact when I meet people who want to come and eat the restaurant and want to know more about the restaurant is all of this produce is sourced really locally like really really locally like lemongrass galangal turmeric kaffir lime leaves um it's all within literally you know a couple of you know a couple of miles outside the 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 outside borders of la um and all this grows really well in socal as well not much water very hot temperatures they don't need to be attended to too much where all the produce being eaten in southern california is brussels sprouts kale (laughs) cold weather you know and things that grow and and lots of water and things like so it's kind of cool to promote these ingredients that that you know grows really well all the herbs because they use it in all the mexican cuisine mint um limes coriander cilantro fresno chilies it all it's all used so it's actually very cheap that i get it for which is which is awesome What's the Australian equivalent of that? What are the foods that we eat too much of that don't really grow naturally here and the ones that we should eat more of? Yeah, I mean, Australia... There's, it, there's it, a lot. There's, there's you've a got lot. to get real specific with that because Australia's got so many microclimates around. It's like a giant space. Sure. So when you start getting stuff grown in, like... It's exactly the same as Ludog. When people are growing kale in a tropical climate because it's what people want, then that's not really working, you know what I mean? No one really wants kale. <laughs> a lot of people do, that's why they grow it. But it's also <laughs> like you can get apples at this time of year, but they're all coming out of cold storage. So that's not true because there's apples growing in Tasmania. Like It's a tricky, yeah, complicated yeah. answer. I mean, me, but we're not Mitch getting... Is, 
Mitch is Publish right. Most of them are coming out yeah. of cold storage. You but, can find them, but, right? But like Woolies, right, Woolies but isn't selling Tasmanian apples. No, you know what, what I mean? I'm saying is like we get cherries for like five months because it starts a bit and north of New South Wales and it works its way yeah. all the way. And down it's not down indifferent to in it's not indifferent in the states. Either. I love cherries. I love cherries. I love cherries. It's not indifferent in the states either. I mean, you know, LA is sitting right next door to the salad bowl of of the United States. So. You know, you, there's a plethora of, of ingredients, but you know, then there's little like the same thing. There's little microclimates oh, yes, as well yeah. in LA. Like I would be getting tomatoes from this one grower who just had the right conditions far outside their summer, because yep. um, it just worked in that area. So it is. Yeah, there's a, there was a visitor to pork farm before we opened called Cooks Pigs, and it's down in San Diego County in a in a town called Julian, and it. You come out of San Diego and you go up, and it's quite high altitude, and they they uh, have a really cool pig farm. They, it's actually exactly the same longitude, is it, as Iberica? Right. It's very similar temperature, same altitude as well, and that's something what they found. And this place is they grow all the apples come out of there. It snows in winter in San Diego. It's just it's quite amazing, and it really reminded me of Australia, and and that's kind of. I thought, yeah, it was just desert and uh, and everything was being brought in. But then you just go, it was literally two hours out and it snows and apples and healthy pigs eating apples and acorns and things like that. And it kind of blew me out. <coughs> Is there anything you haven't been able to find that you really miss? Anything you're longing? Um, no, you how do you go with uh, coriander root or cilantro root? I have to get it directly off Coleman from yeah, the farm. Oh, you know, right. I know, yeah, yeah, I know yeah, Coleman. Because I just remember it's these little nuances that you don't think about so when i went to the states and you'd order cilantro as you call it 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 would come cut you know whereas here in australia you buy it it comes with the root um so i wondered with a loo dog yeah i visited a farm and we had to so we had to source those something and then through these farm visits that's how i actually kind of gained that respect for these guys they're growing a lot of these but they then they have kale and lettuce because that's their bread and butter, you know. And they kind of met me, and it was then their eyes kind of lit up like you want to. They're Filipino farmers, so they're like, "You want lemongrass? You want kafilami?" And they showed me how much they had, and I was like, <laughs> "Yep, let's go, bring it down." And they're like, "Awesome," you know. So it was kind of it's kind of cool uh, having that same passion for that type of food and 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 serving it in LA, where lots of people have been quite um, scared to kind of break the mold and and do what they want to do and cook what they want to cook so well, you've it's got, kind of exciting and, and you've got night market just up the road yeah, yeah. yeah. Chris which is a good yeah, guy Chris is killing it you know doing street northern uh, Thai street food up mm. there too so mm-hmm. that's a good spot what other delicious f- what other ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row dreaming of something better well hello fresh is your guilt free dream come true baby it's me Kiki Palmer Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters, May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? 
All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. It streamlines your processes to make your business more efficient, which makes you less busy. Mail checks, invoices, legal documents, and everything you need to keep your business running with Stamps.com. Seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart. Schedule package pickups and see your cheapest and fastest shipping options from different carriers. With rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. And with the Stamps.com mobile app, you can take care of mailing and shipping wherever you are. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up with code PROGRAM for a 4-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's Stamps.com. Code PROGRAM. Favorites do you have in LA, Lou? Um, I really like uh, a restaurant, um, Salt's Cure. Yeah, Salt's um, Cure. Yeah. Their big breakfast is so dope. Yeah, it's kind of they've one just of, moved. They've so. just moved to a, a bigger and better spot, which is pretty awesome. Yeah. Um, I think I had to wait for about an hour and fifteen yeah, minutes. Exactly. When I went there, so, yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, brunch, so. brunch on the weekends. Yeah, brunch, it's yeah. like the lineup is massive. I really miss when I went to LA. That kind of real uh, chef, chef type of restaurant, and I, you, I could, you know have it every night when i lived in sydney because there was just so many like when mitch was working at one two one you know it was a really good good example of just rolling in and the chef's there and just cooks you and you just sit there or 10 um, william street pinbone obviously 10 william obviously you know all these kind of cool restaurants and it kind of was a little you know a little sad when i would have to go and just be you know it was actually quite good going into restaurants and no one knew me because then you could just go in and sit down and eat Experience, and leave. And you didn't have to go is. and talk shop, you know. So, how's it going? Yeah, Been but you busy? did have to eat, you did oh, have to cool. eat beet Who salad. Who are you getting that you? off? Oh, yeah, Vixie, yeah, good guy. Oh, how much <laughs> are you paying for that? You know, it's like fun. George yeah, just waiting at the table like, the fuck is this guy doing? <laughs> like, oh, okay, I'm coming, I'm coming. But you have to do, you know, you, yeah. you have to talk shop, right? That, that, so that, that chat nice. gets you a free salad. I know. Yeah. <laughs> It's pretty ironic though because when I moved to LA, Salt's Cure had just opened and I was actually looking for a butcher shop and we were talking about this last yeah. night, Louie and I, and, and um, I went there thinking it was like a butcher front and it was, I just moved there from Northern Italy and it was like my American new new school trattoria, you know, yeah. Zach and Chris were in there and, and just, you know, you'd sit at the bar and they were just cooking, you could see what they were doing and I, I you know, before my daughter came along, we were there you know, three, four nights a week. Mm. Um, yeah, it's nice. It's nice just, yeah, they re- rotate the menu and right. they source like Cook's Pigs. They use Cook's Pigs. They're, they're the original of, beef, yeah. original of like whole animal yeah. getting in the whole yeah, pig really and cool. depending on the night. So. so it kind of fills the void for me sometimes when I really want that kind of sense of real hospitality style of eating. There's also other great restaurants. Bestia is a, a real favourite of mine. Uh, I go there a lot. Uh, and then kind of, you know, like, tacos it's just it's like i don't know i just i the more i, I eat them i want to eat them more and just discovering little bits and leavens came to la and we 
hit a couple of ri- oh we actually that fucking wine. Mate, that's the best we hit like yeah. I've I've been there now a year and a half and I've been eating tacos solidly like <laughs> solidly and um, we uh, yeah that one we found was, what, was that's still the best oh, one my, oh mate oh it probably be- I just spent three months in Mexico as well and and they were like serious yeah like really serious so by day it's just a tire shop in uh, is, where was it like in central it's, LA it's in south it's south really central. right in, in south central yeah so and uh, it's like a tire shop all day and then as soon as the sun goes down they pull out a bunch of like grills and they got yeah. someone just uh, the different stations they got they got some people uh, just rolling out tortillas and cooking the tortillas. them fresh for the every women. single order they do like um what is it like grilled steak on the grill yeah that's what I like I like the like the flame grilled I like yes. the, I, I don't mind the braised ones like, yeah no. what's it's the steak cool. like, yeah. called I'm all char. about the carne asada carne asada yeah that's yeah it. so the yeah. best one I, the, yeah I love that char that's yeah. what I like and that's where it really relates to like Southeast Asian cooking yeah. right and that's why I think I enjoy that and that's why I think uh, my food works you know because that's very very all, it's all the same ingredients all of it it's all the same it's yeah just, same herbs so well, this, most yeah, time, yeah tamarind you know, like it's all, yeah, it's, it's pretty cool. Um, they also did um, Vampiros tacos, which is when you leave the tortilla on the grill to oh, cook for too long and it goes burnt legit. and crispy. Uh, Whoa, so insanely good. It was good. Remember, we tipped them, remember? We tipped it's like, like a long bucks. line. It was a long line and just families and not hipsters, which is really refreshing. <laughs> so it's just like families and kids running around and grandparents and things and we gave him big big tip you know and uh, so then we sat down and then all of a sudden we had table service yeah. <laughs> so, so, so you guys so, were the hipsters so, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so we didn't you know like no one could speak a word of English but then all of a sudden we had tables and then we're like yeah like unamas like another round how is your Mexican going Louis down, it was, oh it's okay I, get, I can kind of I get by you know it's more about uh, I'm pretty good at uh you know, kitchen hand talk. So it's more about smiling and hand gestures, you know. So I get by. I've got a couple of guys that don't speak a word of English, but, you know, they're cool. I've got this actually old, uh, old couple. Because that long grain I had a uh, mum. She was Indonesian. She was uh, just an old woman who used to come and pick herbs and kind of keep everyone in check for me. The same at Tets. We had uh, Susie. And she would, you know, and no spoon, no fork, no ding ding. When you put up like staff dinner, if you didn't set it up properly, you couldn't ring the bell for dinner, you know. So I had one of them at Long Grain, and now rest of the show, I have a, actually a couple in uh, in America. Labor's a little bit cheaper there, so I could get a, a husband and wife. Um, so they just turned up one day. They turned up when we were opening, and you know, new restaurant opening, and they just rolled in. They wanted a job, couldn't speak any English. And um, gave them a job, and they don't even really have a a, uh, a like role. a role. They just come in and do clean up, and do some dishes, and tidy up the back, and do the cool room. And yeah, so it's cool. So. Sounds like Mitch. <laughs> yeah, so, so it's basically <laughs> Mitch. Mitch just roll it out. No, it's actually Mitch in forty they make, years. Do they make drink you tea? Cup of tea? Drink they a make cup tea. tea. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's organize the fridge. Blue dog back in Australia promoting slave labor. Check Instagram. For service. <laughs> have a little, have a little kip in Arvo, little siesta. <laughs> yeah, so you know. So, so conversely, what do you miss about Sydney then? Um, I do miss, I kind of miss the tight-knit um, kind of community we have here in hospitality and I, I miss the actually tight-knit city as well in actually like geographic <laughs> 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 where, you know, today we can, we're just at Harpoon Harry, then you could, you know, for instance, you could go over to Nomad or you could go up the street to Crown Street and 
you know, it's hit a couple of bars or a couple of restaurants or a couple of friends all in the one day where in LA it's very spread out. Yeah, like uh, I, I came from Parramatta today and it probably took me less time to get from Parramatta to Harpoon Harry than it would to get from like exactly. Silver Lake to downtown. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. You know, now with Uber, it's pretty cool. Like Uber's really cheap, which is which is really great. And I couldn't imagine what it was like bef- before Uber. I can tell you. <laughs> yeah. Fill us in, man. Mate, Fill us I, in. I, I can, what yeah. the heck there? Mate, it, Uber was like a godsend. Oh. When, Uber, when Uber came on board, the taxi system in LA was... Diabolical. Oh, it's like, yeah, it was just full of Armenian and Russian cranky guys who didn't want a credit card and just in yeah. like a cashless society. A cashless, <laughs> yeah, they, and in a cashless society, you couldn't <laughs> you couldn't ring one, you couldn't get one, and all of a sudden Uber popped up, and I was just like, oh. it's just, yeah, it's really great. It is good. So yeah, but it just makes it difficult just to hit spot to spot. Um, and then yeah, it's just it's a it's a city of ten million as well, so it's you just don't really slide into anywhere uh, on a uh, spontaneous visit. Yeah, it's always kind of busy and hectic, and you know. So that's and where you what, need to know. That's where you need to know the chefs so that you can yeah, like, wait at yeah, the door. Yeah, so I have to uh, you okay. know we, work work my magic. We mentioned it earlier, like, but I think we might have glossed over it just a little bit. Like ever since EPNLP is open, you have killed it. Like the the acclaim from not only within LA but for American magazines, newspapers, and it's also reaching back here in like Sydney. Did you think that you were ever going to get as much hype and as much like exposure and get as much recognition within a twelve month period? Because the restaurant's only been open twelve months, but you've been yeah. there for eighteen months. Is that right? No, or? I've been there, but the restaurant's only been open for about eight. Yeah, yeah, and you're killing it. Like yes. top ten chefs around the world, not for LA, not for America, but top ten young chefs to watch out for in the world there was other people from Copenhagen on the list there was people from New York on that list like it's been an, an amazing rise for you like yeah yeah absolutely did, did, was that was that the plan or was it just open <laughs> a neighborhood little sort of not you know? at all you know like I just think uh I, I I'm not sure I'm not sure why I've gelled so well with uh with the clientele and also the journalists um uh I don't know maybe it's just a little bit refreshing for them for you know someone said you know, maybe you should dull down the food a little bit. It's a bit, it's a little bit, you know, like ballsy. And, and I said, well, if I was going to do it, I wouldn't have left Sydney. Or I'll just go back to Sydney and I, I won't bother. Because if I'm not going to cook what I want to cook, then... What's the point? It's not, what's the point, you know? So I actually went with the opposite um, expectation of me going over and being a tourist born in the year of the ox, stubborn, and just cooking what I want to cook. And people going, oh, well, we don't like it. We tried. And it, it really fun. But me going, hey, I'm proud of what I did, but it didn't work. And it's all good. But it's kind of gone the other way. And people have really taken to it. People are kind of respecting because I'm doing that. And um, I think when I meet, the, meet journalists and things, it's kind of refreshing that uh, I'm just kind of speaking my mind and being myself and, and being a kid from Mullumbimby via Fiji, via Sydney, in LA, not someone I'm trying, you know... Not trying to be yeah, something not you're not. not trying to be someone else. So, that, the, uh, Julia from uh, Condé Nest, you know, I sat down with her, we we're in New York, and uh, I'll never forget, I, I never thought she would really write anything because she's like, so what do you like? I'm like, I just love people just coming and vibing out on my food, and, and you know, and she's like... Um, vibing out on your food what is this man? I was like I was like you know like the vibe's good when they're eating my food and the vibe's cool in a restaurant because of my food and she's like 
Okay, all right. Um, and then, yeah. you, and then you threw her a shaka. And, <laughs> no, no, no. no, and then she kind of just laughed, and and then we really kind of hit it off, and she kind of let down her kind of journalist, and then we just started conversing like friends, you know. And I think that's how it's all kind of come about. The my food is very uh, very friendly and very, you know, it should be shared with with a group and family style, and that's just what we promote. And I think it's. Uh, it's kind of a new kind of wave that's going through LA at the moment. Everyone said when I moved to LA, it's a really exciting time to be there. It's kind of these restaurants, the art district where best year is. It's kind of all coming and and it's all moving. So you know, just hopefully it's a it's yeah. A, that's it's why a I cool left. Movement. Yeah. <laughs> you were asked to leave. <laughs> yeah. Besides, uh, so your visa's expired, yeah. buddy. Yeah. Things Besides, are starting to get interesting here. Can you leave, please? <laughs> Besides all your regrets about leaving, Jordan. <laughs> How do you act? Like, what else? What's is there anything on the cards for you? Is like, is the middle level of Kuji far away? Have you got too much on your fucking plate as it is? Oh, oh, look, man, I um, I kind of give up's a strong word, but about eight months ago, I kind of put it, you know, for a few different issues of a few things that were going on. But yeah, I kind of put it in my back pocket for a while and concentrated on the summer that we've just had because uh, I knew that's where my focus should be. Um, you know. Ironically, a few days ago, the conversation came up about middle level and uh, it's a topic for conversation to be had over the next couple of weeks to see uh, whether our original idea was was correct and or, or what we're going to move forward with. Um, having a little poke around Newport at the moment, just seeing what's <laughs> going on in Newport. <laughs> Newport's a 30-seater up in Manly somewhere. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Seafood driven. <laughs> yeah, little little spot up there. So just just not, you know, they've got an executive chef and all that stuff, but just a few in the group are having, you know, giving a lending a hand. children. Lending a hand to a rather large project, but, um, yeah, not ours in any in any thought process. So, yeah, mate, just I'm, I'm – I mean, we're still very busy, but just coming down from what I think is probably the busiest – I think I hit – I go into my 19th year in a couple of weeks. Oh, sorry, into my 20th year in a couple of weeks uh, at cooking. And the two weeks over Christmas and New Year were by far the busiest cooking time ever in my life. I, I don't think I've ever, ever worked like that. So, yeah, we'll see what, see, see what happens in the next couple of months. My summer was pretty chilled. So, uh. Yeah, I didn't do much either. <laughs> I had a winter. It was so, so does, crazy. Does it feel good to have the best Maryvale establishment? The busiest, the biggest, the most successful? I don't know. Hongi might. <laughs> Hongi might have a little say about yeah. that. I got Monday night Hong dinner tonight, man. So please, just <laughs> take it easy. It's cool. This doesn't come out till Friday. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you'll, be, uh, you'll be back in LA before you have to worry about it. <laughs> um, it's huge though, your place. It's massive. It, 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 it is. How many yeah. seats? I don't know, mate. I gave up on counting. I get stuff. a headache just walking in there. I couldn't <laughs> imagine having to fucking run it. Look, I... Uh, yeah. I just go there for the ping pong. Yeah. <laughs> I go for the pizzas. Yeah. God, I love that pizza. The pizzas you make the awesome. best pizza, Geordie. Yeah. <laughs> we really want... Is he, say his name is Vinny? Yeah, uh, Vincenzo. Vincenzo. I really want him Vincenzo to... I, I, want, I want him... He just seems like such a character. Oh, mate, he is. He, he definitely is a, an interesting human. Um, <laughs> he is... Uh, I think you've got to be really when the first thing that comes out of anyone's mouth when they meet him is, you don't look Italian. Um, so a bit of a chip on his shoulder maybe. Um, no, he's a good good guy, makes a 
fantastic pizza. Yeah, one, uh, one of the best in Sydney by far. I, I, I think yeah. so. Obviously biased, but I think Vinny's really nailed the pizza game. And um, I said as much in an article I wrote last year oh, for, for the Herald. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I honestly do. So he's good, good member of the team. Uh, he's also heading up to Newport. You will have Vinny's Pizza That's cool. in Newport. Takes a I bit saw. of the pressure off as well, right? It's kind of like Mr. Wong and when they got like the dim sum chef. and yeah. It's so busy, it just it really stretches it. It you know, does. Nice. It stretches out that, yeah. and pardon the pun, it, it definitely stretches out that. Oh, I get it. Yeah. This <laughs> pizza stretches yeah, the, the scope. <laughs> he is a dad. Oh, the cheese as well. <laughs> we have two dads here. <laughs> oh, God. When are you going to become a dad, Lily? Uh, Come on, mate. You're following my footsteps. You're about due to uh, conceive. <laughs> I got a fish on the, on the couch. I got a Mexican fighting fish, and his name is Raj. <laughs> and how soon after he has a kid does he become a Maryvale chef? <laughs> oh, oh, oh. All right, Monday Hong dinners, everyone. This is, I, I want to eat this bumba way, okay? I don't want to be kicked out. Oh, mate, you get asked a few times, and finally you give in. So <laughs> um, we began the episode with some talk about licensing laws in Sydney and uh, and lockout laws as well. Um, and at the moment, you can't get into a venue in Sydney after 1.30 a.m. And the last drinks are served at 3 a.m. pretty much across the board in, uh, in like the main nightlife zone of Sydney. But in L.A., forever, Two. it's been 2 a.m., right? Well, 2 yeah. a.m. cut-off yeah. drinks. It's well, excellent. You know, <laughs> the biggest... <laughs> for you, for, for, for working, sure. For no, and then I don't get in any trouble. <laughs> <laughs> well, no, I, El Loco, 4.30, morning, getting home. Georgia doesn't punch him in the balls. Anyway. Yeah, <laughs> no ball punches since I've lived in L.A. But what is the? What, I mean, d- does that affect the? Oh, I couldn't have. Um, you know, is, is there an after hours once you finish up and you want to have mate, like a Saturday you, night oh, drink? It's, yeah, it's really, it's pretty crazy for a chef. Have you seen yeah. swingers, <laughs> mate? You all get in your car and you drive up to the hills. <laughs> <laughs> it is true. There is a big um, ruin your life. house yeah. party. House party. You realise uh, at four a.m. that you're in someone's house that you've never met before. You met about an hour ago. So. Yeah, and your best friends, yeah. and you're going to stay in touch forever and ever and call them. Let's the next do lunch. Day. Yeah, we'll do lunch next week, and then. I walk into the restaurant. <laughs> <laughs> I, when I was in LA, I thought, I'm like, I want to go back to Sydney, cosmopolitan city, go back there. There's no cutoff. What's this cutoff here in California at 2 o'clock? I'm not a child. And then I got back. You got back. And you are a child, Jordan. And, and and yeah, I can't remember the last time you made it to cut off. <laughs> you normally the out hair's by 10.30. Out. The hair's you out and then it's all game over. Yeah. Once the hair comes Once out, the hair comes out boom, that's it. Listen, Good guys, I'm nurse. just catching up on my sleep. I'm not, I'm not the biggest sleeper until I get around all you guys. And, and uh, after a couple of hours hanging out and talking with you guys, I normally fall asleep, all right? <laughs> yeah, you can't drink after two, but we can go to Thai Town and, you know, get some good pretty good Thai grub um, you know it's not amazing and, and kind of you sneak, can sneak sneak, sneak, sneak beer sometimes yeah. I don't want to blow anyone up um, <laughs> or go to girls girls I mean um, no girls girls body girls shop oh body shop yeah that one's good <laughs> do some of those uh, 24 hour diners sell booze overnight or no, no uh, 2 o'clock no, cut off right. cantars pretty the amount it's of time strict man yeah. yeah you'd think that you know after being like that for so long that they would kind of you know turn a blind eye and stuff but no it's really it's really really strict the amount of times Limbo dragged me to Cantar's Jewish Deli when I know that at 20 to 2 they 
they stop selling yeah, that's alcohol because they've, 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 they've actually got yeah. to take it off, off the table, the table at yeah. So it's not like you can wow. stockpile. Any or... amount of times he's dragged me there and I'm like, we're going to miss, miss the cutoff, we're going to miss the cutoff, and uh, we, we, we normally miss the cutoff. You get a good room in there. Oh, yeah. Have you, have, you, have you ever been out with Limbo at that time of the night? No. He orders like everything on the menu and takes so. a bite, one bite. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Classic Limbo. Then Jordy falls asleep. And then I fall, and then my hair comes out and I fall asleep. Uh, so, uh, 10 Williams Street, as of tomorrow, um, our time. Uh, it's already happened, Mitch three, in time. Three days ago. <laughs> <laughs> um, you guys, Mitch, Gemma and, uh, and Mike, you guys are taking over the kitchen. Mm-hmm. Uh, besides Chinese, being right? completely antisocial, uh, what, do you, what do you have planned? Um, not a lot at the moment. Like, <clears throat> the brief is stick pretty, like, to run the course of what's been, you know, before us because it's so successful. And it's kind of like a mod Italian joint, which has a very sort of... Asian influence, so it's pretty easy for us to to stick that brief. Um, and as for dishes, we don't really know because until you make them, you, you don't, don't know, know if they're any good. <laughs> so, and we haven't had a kitchen. So um, tomorrow morning, eight o'clock, we'll be in there. So that was Tuesday morning at eight a.m. <laughs> and we've got like about twenty-five recipes that we're going to run through tomorrow, and and hopefully eight of them will last on the menu. And so tomorrow night we'll have eight new dishes, and that's pretty much how we work if we had a kitchen or we were doing an opening week or we were doing mm. a soft opening but um, for the last three and a half years me and Gem have done pop-ups and bump-ins and you know like takeovers and all that sort of stuff so we're pretty adapt you know, we're, we're pretty yeah. adaptable we, we're we know how to good at just kind of making stuff up on the, on the fly, fly. Yeah. 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 yeah just kind of prepping from scratch it's and a just whole nother skill to have under your belt right? it's different yeah. you know but once you've done it a few times you learn like restaurant openings are the same if you keep like bumping you know, dishes out. You get you get the hang of it. Nothing will be perfect tomorrow, but everything will be good enough. And then hopefully, Tasty. the the weeks to follow, it'll get a flow. You must be fucking excited to be posted up somewhere for a long period of time. Yeah, we are definitely. Um, I'm really looking forward to it. Being able to get in and like um, make a whole lot of pastas and stuff like that, which we re- haven't really had much of a chance to do before, and kind of throw ourselves into Italian. I think they're a little bit scared that we're going to go crazy Chinese. Um. <laughs> we, went, we went and bought like a Chinese steamer today and like a rice cooker just to leave in the room so they saw it and yeah. got really scared. So we just fucking told them we were taking all the passes off and just going to do rice dishes. And they were like freaking out but they don't have a choice. A so. Chinese steamer is the most handy tool in the whole kitchen though. You can use it yeah, for anything. Yeah. But they're Italians, they don't know that. They don't know. They they don't don't know. It's only one, just one way, yeah, right? One way, just one in rate. a pan. Oh, just in a pan. That's it. I was like, we're going to steam fish. They're like... Steam, steam fish. A <laughs> so you know it's gonna be it's gonna be fun. We'll just take the piss out of Italian. Probably can can you overcook people. a fish through steaming? Not in an Italian <laughs> restaurant. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! Harsh. Great, great Oi. setup, Lev. Way, <laughs> way, way harsh, Ty. Way harsh. Yeah, so that's what we're gonna do. So come down, check it out, and it won't be shit. We hope. <laughs> Hopefully. Oh, your money back. Yeah, yeah. yeah we'll give you a refund. We could get shut down by licensing, so yeah. you never know. Yeah. Might not be a restaurant. We're, we're right around the corner from um, from the police station right now. We can go give them a piece of our minds now if you want. You There's to... no one in there. In the police station? <laughs> yeah, they're right there. It's 3.30. They're, they're never in there. <laughs> they all got, they all got we used to call the police at Long Rain. No one can see where my finger is, but it's probably... Well, how far is that to Long Rain? Like, 100 metres? Yeah, 200 metres. Yeah. yeah, it would take them like an hour and a half to get there. <laughs> like, Legends. no joke. Question no joke. Being, why are you calling the police at Long Rain? <laughs> Someone brought the gluten in there. Yeah. <laughs> Someone, Someone asked for a pad thai. 
Uh, Someone asked for Tom Yum. Someone got really upset. You took egg nets off the menu. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Ludog, where if if we're ever in LA, where is EPLP? Uh, It's in West Hollywood. It's right on the corner of Melrose and La Cienega. So it's in a pretty uh, pretty cool spot, straight up from the airport. So it should be your first stop. Nice. And uh, if we want to follow you online, what's your what's your credentials? The Ludog. The Ludog. On Instagram. The underscore Lou Doggy, yeah, isn't it? There. Underscore. Underscore Lou. Lou. Underscore Dog. Double G, of course. <laughs> 213. <laughs> I do have a 213 number. I made the poor guy at AT&T go through all the numbers to get me a 213. <laughs> <That's the best. laughs> Big Doggy. <laughs> he was like, oh, not again. <laughs> yeah, it's like, oh, my God, another wigger. Another Australian guy <laughs> wanting a 213. <laughs> I, I grew up listening to hip hop, man. 2-1 and Lewis. Jordan, could you Bay Hotel? Could you Bay Hotel? Yeah. I always accidentally say pavilion. I always say could you per Bay I Hotel? Say, <laughs> Bay Isn't it Kudji Kudji pavilion? Kudji pavilion? It used to be could you Bay Hotel. No, could you Bay the one with the poo poo? Could you Bay's the poo poo? I'm feeling some love here right You're now. You're getting the shit desserts confused. <laughs> yeah. Yes, the Coogee Pavilion, <laughs> yeah. 169 Dolphin Street, Coogee. And at Jordan so, W. Toft. At Jordan Instagram. W. Toft. Easy. That's where you can Twofty. find me. Tofty, Tofty, Gemma, we, fl- we, we plug Pinbone every week, but what's your personal Instagram? <laughs> People that want to know the real you. Um, it's BMO underscore W. But I don't really do much on it. And neither does at Mike Eggett. <laughs> but you can follow them both at Pinbone. And Pinburn. he picks on Chazza, which is me. Yeah, I just pick on Chaz. He does it through the Pinbone account now because more people can see it. Yeah. <laughs> Chaz loves it every time I give him shit because he picks up followers. Chaz's looking, Chaz's looking good at the moment. Mate. Chaz's looking real good. Chaz's white Berkies. white clogs. white Berkies. I like them. Did he really? I saw them I'm the other buy night. A pair. Yeah, I saw them the I made the decision night. to buy a pair of white Berkies the other day in my head. Didn't realise really? he had a pair. Yeah. Alempasad <coughs> wears Alain-Pissade white Berkies. wears them, so Shannon Debrasini can wear them. Anyway, Ludog, where are we going for a swim? All right, let's go. I'm going to go for a swim. Thank you, Lou. Yeah, Good yeah. to see you. Thanks, Lou. I you love can, you guys. Love thanks you so much, there. everyone, coming on. You can find Mitch at Instacrill, Mike at Pimbo, me at Levdog, and you can find The Mitchin at facebook.com slash The Mitchin. Or you can email us, email us, the Mitchin Podcast at gmail.com. Please leave us some feedback on iTunes, and we'll be back very soon for another episode of The Mitchin Table. See you later. Peace. Thank you. It's the Mitchin Podcast. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com.